And we're back. Welcome to Boxed Up UFC, another edition. Slimmy and Dylan, uh, right in the middle of the thick of things here. We got a pay-per-view to go over and a UFC Mexico event to talk to or talk about. No, we're going to talk to it. Yeah, we're going to talk to it. That's right. I kind of like that, actually. Let me talk into it. Hell yeah. Well, first, before we do that, before we talk to UFC Mexico, let's talk to UFC 298. Let's um, talk nice to it. Generally speaking, uh, a fine pay-per-view. The main card was pretty good. Um, some of the prelims were meh. Um, Very hit or miss card, I'd say. Shout out yeah, Bridger would, and Choppa for being boots on the ground, too. Yeah, it, it looks, it, I think it would have been a fun one to be at. Yeah, I talked to both of them separately about it, and they both said, like, I mean, that was Eric's first event. Breeders obviously been to a few uh, in Vegas and uh, sounded like the crowd was electric. I feel like there's definitely something to be said about an event being, I feel like there's a lot of casuals in Vegas. Not to say the crowds weren't electric when we were there, but they were saying that the crowd was just ridiculous in in, uh, in Anaheim. Right. And, like, um, people will travel to go and if like I went to Columbus, for example, like people mm-hmm. who, who want to see it are going to are going to be there who can't make it to Vegas. Um, but yeah, there's a few really exciting moments here. Um, my most excited moment of this card was Miranda Maverick coming out and kicking Andrea Lee's ass. Did this might even happen, bro. <laughs> Man, she whooped her decent. That's about it. Uh, somehow uh, Lee was ranked heading in and Maverick was not. Uh, I mean, the result really speaks for itself. There's nothing really to say about this fight. There was yeah. no spectacular moments. This is exactly Miranda. what we thought would happen. Yeah, she, we love Miranda Maverick, but I mean, nothing. I mean, the most exciting part of the fight was Andrew Lee almost had a triangle in at the end. Yeah, which would that, have was, been, that was very that scary. Have, that would have sucked. But yeah, scary. Andrew Lee, she's now, I think, six and eight in the UFC. She's got to go. Got to get she out should, of here. Man. She should be done. Miranda Maverick is ranked, ranked which is great. Very excited for what she is next, but not one of her most memorable wins for sure. Hear me out. What if uh, Miranda and Tracy fought next? That'd be a good fight. I think I'd like to see that, honestly. Um, who knows? Who knows? Let's move on. Uh, our boy Val had a oh, had a Val. moment. He he almost did it. Duh, God, he almost did, dude. Didn't I, get finished, though, on the other hand. Yeah, if I had the under, so I wish he got finished, bro. But I these both these guys are not you are both these guys are not UFC caliber. Val why Woodburn is, this, is what, Val why Woodburn put, is not UFC caliber. Why are we putting Val Woodburn on back to back pay-per-view cards? Like, what is that all about? Dude, he was on the main main card in a pay-per-view. Main card Val, bro. Man. What a dude, what a spectacular uh, career Val Woodburn has had so far. Very boxed. Dude, oh Ovon Elliott. He's he, also not good. Major fade spot. He's terrible, yeah. dude. How do you not finish Val Woodburn? Like, I love Val, but dude, he was a dead man walking for I mean, a while. Yeah. I was watching with some buddies and they, they made a uh, <laughs> a funny observation about Val and why he's so hard to finish. You can't submit him because he has no neck. And it's like a joke, but he's it's like, actually, but it's like true. It kind of like, there's nowhere to. He's like a, arm. he's built like a running back. Like he's just so fucking 
big as hell. Uh, he's stocky. He very stocky. I mean, I hope we get to see him again. I, I um, I'm I'm down to not see him again because because like, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna bet on him again. I'm gonna lose money. I'm gonna get disappointed. It was fun for two fights. Let's let's just uh let's just look back fondly on the Val Woodburn era. It was fun for one round. The, the, the rounds two and three of this fight were really hard it, to watch. It was fun for like forty five seconds, really. Of, dude, he got uh, over a second. That yeah. would have been so electric, dude. <laughs> for oh, I thought we had it for a second. Almost had it. It wasn't close, it. but no cigar. Uh, something that did happen though was Danny Barlow left handed God. Uh, oh. What a what a performance by him. Yeah, that was spectacular. Pretty solid fight. Josh Quinlan's, you know, very worthy opponent in defeat. Uh, what's crazy is that Barlow broke his uh, forearm in the first round, yeah, and it wild. seemed to me like he was getting better throughout the fight. Dude, he he is a great striker. Yeah, he's so uh, fast. That was so much fun to watch. Yeah, he, he's so fucking fast. Um Really excited for what see what he has next. The first two rounds, I think he won, but they're you know close in their own right. Quinlan was wearing it though. So you kind yeah. of see who is getting the, the that was that was the big difference for me. Like the the finishing sequence is fucking wild. <laughs> he smoked his ass, man. For oh man, it's it's rare you see a guy like fly off of his feet after getting punched, but that's what happened and. Sure enough, it was with the left hand. So yep. I, I'm all in on the left hand of God from Memphis. Came out bumping Young Dolph. Like that's when you know right away. That's awesome. Chopper he heard it in Memphis. the stadium, and he was like, "Yo, like <laughs> this guy's gonna win." And sure enough, he does that. So he had the yeah. Memphis accent too. I couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> I love it. Um, Quinlan, tough motherfucker too, for sure. Uh, looking forward to see more from Barlow. Uh, but then back to back, man, this next fight was a minute and a half of just chaos. So yeah. Zong gets the KO. Very nice highlight finish. Uh, knocked him cold. Hibero didn't know where he was. But leading up to that, it was basically who who's going to die first. Like they were just yeah. throwing everything they had. And uh, Hibero stunned him for a bit. Um, but sure enough, he ended up being on the receiving end. Definitely a 50 50 fight, like 100%. I mean, it, it is what it was. This fight was as advertised. Anytime you get a pick 'em fight that the under one and a half is minus 300, <laughs> I mean, this is what is, what's expected. Someone's gonna die, and yeah, I mean, it, it it's hard to really. I'm high on both of these guys. That, that was kind of my takeaway. They're both, I think they're going to, I mean, Zhang, obviously, but they're both going to produce, you know, knockouts like this in the UFC, uh, hopefully for a while. Both super exciting. I thought Hibera was winning the first minute and a half or whatever, how long it lasted until he got knocked. But yeah, Zhang's got fucking power, man. And that, it, the, the sequence, the finishing sequence was crazy. What's I interesting like- is that Hibera was a big dog in his contender series fight, which I kind of remember. Mm. And he knocked him out in the main event of that uh, contender series card. I thought that was interesting, but yeah, that was, that was a crazy fight. Crazy knockout. I feel like both these guys fit right into the like Kennedy tier of light heavyweight. Like, I hope so. You know, super it's dangerous. It's hard to say that now. I, I think they could both beat Kennedy in a weird way, but in the same breath, I think Kennedy's 
I, I a guess lot higher caliber of a fighter. I guess like Kennedy's been fighting guys like these, like for his whole career. It seems like at this mm-hmm. point, minus a few. It's just it, he feels like the Devin Clark realm, like somewhere in that weird, oh like <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, like sixteen through thirty range of two hundred five, which is the deepest depths of the UFC. But anyway, let's two move guys, on. Two guys that I loved, like light heavyweight division, has been one of my favorites for a while. So I mean, two great additions for sure. Shout out to Yang, though. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. Rinya was minus 1,400 and won a decision. Uh, I I honestly kind of checked out of this fight. So there's really, really nothing to say. There's yeah. really nothing to say. Carlos Vera's playing the heel hook game. Didn't never really came close to working. Rinya just kind of laid on him for three rounds. Really boring fight, man. I'm not too high on. Rinya, even after a win like this, he's not, he's not dangerous. He's not a finishing threat, and his rest. He's a wrestler, but his wrestling doesn't seem that dominant, especially against a guy like Carlos, who was able to get off some submission attempts. Nothing really to say here. Probably the most boring fight on the card. I think it sucks that his opponent was rolling on the ground the whole time. Not that that it's like unfair or illegal or anything. It's just it makes for a weird fight, and it, it definitely was a weird fifteen minutes. That's why I kind of checked out of it. I was like, I don't really like. I don't see anything going on that piques my interest at all right now. So I kind of mm. just tuned it out. Also, like, what are you gonna bet on either? Yeah, uh, that too. That too. I mean, I came in just expecting Rinya to roll him, and that just really wasn't the case. Even though he he won fairly easily, he didn't necessarily dominate. Like you would imagine, yeah. Um, I, nothing really to say, honestly. Yeah, yeah. This fight, yeah. Well, we'll Renya, I'm curious to see. I mean, he's not an O, but I want I want to see fight, fight someone that I know could beat him. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Junior Tafa, though, because that was a pretty boxed up performance uh, from from the boy out there coming in on super, like literally weighed in for his brother. Probably the um, shortest ever, right? Like I think the shortest, short, sh- shortest notice ever, probably. Right? Probably, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how anyone really expected him to fare in this, but it, this fight, it didn't really matter that it happened. Like it very well could have just been skipped. Like we didn't really get anything from this. Um, like kick KO, I guess, is not something you see all the time, but and that was pretty cool. But like, I I really have nothing else to say about either either guy. Well, I think I don't know. I don't think this fight would have gone much differently if Junior Tafa had like a full camp for Rodrigo de Lima. Yeah. I don't know how much different it would have been if uh, Justin Tafa got the fight. Like, I think Rodrigo is a severely underrated UFC fighter. He's won as a dog a lot. He is a very versatile heavyweight. Oh, yeah, I agree. Being I able agree. to leg kick and being able to wrestle. I think he's a very entertaining heavyweight. So I kind of I enjoy his fights. And Junior Tafa, like shout out him for coming in short notice, but I don't think he's a very high caliber fighter, honestly. Like Muhammad Usman wrestle fucked him for three rounds. <laughs> and and then like and then this was an easy finish for Rodrigo, just basically leg kicking him. But I mean, look at like, like look at his last handful of fights he's five and two his last seven and one of those losses was <laughs> bro look at these the, the lewis not the lewis flying knee and the blagoy fight was super close so like bro. he 
he's kind of, he's kind of gone through boxed up row too. Dude, Dude this is a great man. resume. Narlowski <laughs> and Waldo. so so he obviously just beat Junior Taffa before that. Lewis flying need him beat Waldo beat Arlovsky, uh lost to Blagoy. I remember that fight that was a good one. Um, which is crazy to say about a Rogerio de Lima and Blagoy fight, but it was pretty good. Um, beats Ben Rothwell and Mo Green. Like that is, man, doesn't really get much better than that. Yeah, and a handful of those fights he was a dog in. So. Dude, he's been he's sneaky been in the UFC for ten years, which is yeah. pretty crazy. The legend. That's crazy. I thought it was, pretty, I, I thought it was an entertaining fight for how long it lasted. A leg kick, kick KO gets me going. Oh yeah, I I can agree with that. But you know what gets me going is seeing. Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna say that. Um, Amanda <laughs> Lemos versus Mackenzie Dern was a really good fight. Honestly, um, Lemos wins twenty nine twenty eight. I agree. It was close, but I agree with the that she won. Um. My biggest takeaway was the moment where Lamos cracked Dern and she like grabbed her face and fell down. Like that was, I was just confused as to what happened. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a fighter react to being hit like that. I think she was just fucked up, dude. I think she was just fucked up and took so much damage that that's just how her natural reaction was. I thought oh, the fight was gonna, sh- I thought the fight was gonna stop there because of how yeah. like inhuman that reaction was that's was what really i mean weird. dude i was like that was, that's that's usually not what happens in a fight like just grabbing your face like something i don't know i thought she like really fucked her nose up or something like i don't know she probably did she might have you might yeah, have broke she probably, she probably yeah, did her nose probably exploded during a tough motherfucker man she was wearing it too and she thought yeah. she won like they announced amanda and she like started celebrating that was, that was weird too i didn't notice that at all my yeah. my biggest so Number one, I'll never bet on Amanda Lemos again. That was way too, she, her fight IQ is terrible. That was she won. Way, what do you mean? Yeah, she won, but like number one, how do you? It could have been not, easier. How for do her. you not let Dern up after you hurt her? Why are you going to the ground with her after that? And yeah, how do you get taken down in the third after you already have her super? Uh, like yeah, damaged. she made it I, way harder than she needed to. I agree. Yeah, and I think she, I think that's a problem she's had before. Mm-hmm. I mean, she got standing choked by Andrade. <laughs> uh, her close, her fight with Watterson was close until she snuck in a guillotine. I don't know. I just don't think her fight IQ is really there. And it, it, her, this fight really stressed me out to the point that, like, I think she could have Dern out of there. She could have Dern out of there. And here, here's my, so, and my second point was, I think the right fighter won, but you could give the rounds one and two, one and three to Dern for sure. Uh, but I thought round two was borderline 10 8. What was the round where she grabbed her face? Was that two or three? That was two. Okay. I thought, yeah. Three, obviously, Dern. Two, obviously, Lemos. And one was a toss up. I thought Lemos won, but I mean, I don't think it's a bad scorecard for Dern winning. But the right fighter won. Damage over control. Like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. You're saying, so you you agree that damage over control, just to be clear? Yeah, 100%. All right, we'll get to that uh, coming up shortly then. All right, let's get to the main card. 
Uh, I was excited for this fight. Fluffy versus Kapilov. Uh, I think it lived up to the hype. This was a pretty competitive fight for most of the time. Uh, Fluffy's ground game ended up prevailing. But I don't really take anything away from Kapilov. This is kind of what we, you know, this was a, a high, highly likely outcome for this fight. Uh, Fluffy is a fucking savage smiling as he sinks in the, the choke. Yeah, um, Kapilov fought fought well from, from distance. And it was just a really good fight. Uh, we got a finish out of it. And both these dudes are good. Yeah, you said it right there. Koploff, he's here to stay for sure. He his the fighting on the ground has never been his strength. He's improved his takedown defense after a few early losses in the UFC to Derive and Robertson. Uh, but eventually when once it got there, he that's not his world. He really like once it gets there, he didn't really know what to do. Yeah. Hernandez is a fucking beast, man. I think he could be champion 100 percent uh, I think he could be champion. He gets better as the fight goes on, which is super impressive. Mm-hmm. His gas tank's crazy. He's almost like a Colby Cummington with submissions, which is super scary in terms of him getting better throughout the fight, super good on the ground with lethal, lethal submissions. He, he's a problem, man. He, I don't, let me look at his resume real quick. I don't know if Colby Covington is the name that comes to mind. I feel like he's to me more of like a, I don't know, like like a Dubronx type, like a big Dubronx. Yeah, like he's but just so nasty. It's like my comparison comes from his cardio, is super good. He gets better as the fight goes on. Mm. Really good, In, wrestler. intangible. Yeah. But like I'm adding adding on submission de- submissions I see, to I see. like what Colby's strengths are. It's kind of what I see. But I, I see Dubronx too. I just think Dubronx is a lot more versatile on the feet. I'd agree with that. I I do think Kapalov was winning when it was on the feet. That is but at least he was winning, but I don't know if he was winning, but he was he's having he's having success. Um like as a Kapalov backer supporter, I was praying that it stayed on the feet. Um yeah, I mean, I like both these guys. So I, I would. This is one of those fights where just like Slimmy loves it. Like just for it's really insignificant in the in the big picture, but it's just my fucking shit, dude. I don't know if I think Fluffy could be champ. I see where you're going with that. Like he's it, he's thirty. Like he's got prime in this in division, dude. In this division, yeah, like, one eighty five. He definitely could. If you look at the top ten of middleweight, man, like he could string together a few in a row and. Yeah, w- w- like in terms of his strengths being submissions, I th- there's not all the guys in middleweight that could handle that if it got to that point. Brendan Allen, okay. I Brendan, dude, I think <laughs> I'm very high on him still. He's kind of like the similar though, where he like, you know, same type of upside. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. All right, so Marab kind of did the Marab thing again. Yeah, I mean, he. I was worried, dude. Sahudo cracked him in the in early in that first round. I was well, he like, lost the first round. It. Yeah, he definitely lost the first round. And then the machine came out for the second and third, and he's carrying Sahudo around, slapping his ass, fucking talking to Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> just being a goof, just being a goof. Mexican Marab is one to know. He he's next for the belt. Uh, I think he can win that shit. 
that I think I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because there were so many moments of <laughs> you mentioned all three of them. There's so many moments of him just doing like funny shit, just hilarious shit. Yeah, it's his. What's crazy about Marab is that his resume is so good for someone without mm-hmm. a title fight, and he will fight the winner of Cheeto and O'Malley. His resume is so good for someone who uh, has not had a title shot. And what's crazy to me is that. He, I saw this on I saw this on Twitter, and it's so true. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but his striking is very mediocre. His wrestling takedown entries are not that good. terrible. Yeah, like it doesn't look like his he his, be his, so dominant. his jujitsu sucks. He has no submission threat, no knockout power, <laughs> but he just paces people to death. It's crazy, dude. Okay, so let's like whoever wins the O'Malley Cheeto fight. I think Marab might be favored over both of them. I don't know, dude. Because if O'Malley catches him, he might be cooked. Like, Sahudo landed a pretty clean left hand on him, and so did Marlon. Same, same thing with Cheeto, too, honestly. Like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he gets caught, he, he might be cooked. Like, I could, I could totally see a world where he gets flatlined by either Cheeto or O'Malley. People thought Peter Yan was going to do that, too, to be fair. Um that's true. That's a good like, point. I, like, there's either, like, I can't, it's hard for me to picture Marab and Cheeto fighting each other. Like, that just seems like a weird, weird combination of energy in the, in the octagon. But I'd love wow. to see it. I think Cheeto would win, honestly, because I feel like, I mean, we say oh, all the time. Dude, I need every, Cheeto to be champ so bad. Every round starts on the feet. And Cheeto gets better throughout the fight. So does Marab, I guess. But if Cheeto gets a chance every round to clip him, I think he will. Yeah, but then you look at like the Cheeto Sanhagen fight, and it's like, oh, like that. That is that is kind of alarming. I would like but to see it, Sanhagen Marab. That'd be great. It's just great. It, Marab's really just, fucking good. Like, yeah, he's great at something. He's he's he, good at he's winning. He's great fights. at winning. Yeah, he's great at winning and just it's being such an anomaly and, though. Like like you you said that like how he really doesn't finish anyone. He's still entertaining as hell. I don't like it's weird. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's entertaining till he's not because uh, you think about like the Aldo fight, like that one was really boring. But... I think he's entered. He's entered. Uh, yeah, I think I don't he's know entertaining. entertaining. I don't know. He's entertaining the fact that like he's funny as hell on Twitter. He's a great personality. He did a bunch of funny shit in this fight, but his actual fighting is not that entertaining. Like the Aldo fight was terrible. The Yan fight wasn't that entertaining. I like it. It was fine. But I mean, th- this fight was fun to watch. We got to talk about Henry yeah. real quick, too. I think we both agree that he probably should have stayed retired after the Cruz fight. I'm not a big Henry guy, but it did kind of suck to see him go out like that. There's no happy endings. No, there's not. There's no happy endings. Um, yeah, I've never really been a Suhudo fan at all. I mean, his title run was like well before I was actually watching. So all I know him is, is this cringe wrestler dude but (laughs) yeah i don't know it's kind of sad he got kind of done dirty but i don't know um he he should officially i mean i think he is officially retired now yeah yeah they didn't even show him retire that's kind of bogus well he already did is a thing he already said before the fight he's like i know but they usually like interview them after like is a two a former double champ i feel like would usually get an interview after they, they they do the retirement thing, but I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, number one, he didn't take his gloves off. And number two, he announced on Twitter. Right. He's like, he, he already did his retirement speech in the octagon after he beat Cruz. Like, do we need to do one again? I don't know. It makes sense. I don't know. We'll see. Marab for the title next. That's coming up. We'll know who it is because the next pay-per-view is, uh, is Bantamweight. So yep. looking forward to that. Okay. Ian Gary versus Jeff Neal. What do you think of this fight? I hate Ian Gary, bro. I really <laughs> Fucking hate Ian Gary. I know, man. Um, uh, in terms of the actual fight, I mean, Ian Gary probably won. He did win, but I, don't know, I thought Jeff Neal did all he could. Honestly, I thought he yeah. fought a good fight. I thought, I thought rounds one and two were really close, and I thought Gary won the third pretty obviously. There's a world up there where Gary wins. He did win in one judge's scorecard, which I don't think is that crazy. But it was Gary close. Won the, Gary won the third easily. And when there's a fight where it's two close rounds and one obvious round, it's kind of tough to win. But yeah, I Jeff Neal, I thought he did his best he could have. Gary, he, Gary's just a tough guy to get inside on. He really that's is. That's true. Yeah, that, that kind of that's what it came down to, really. It was just like trying to get into a position to be Jeff Neal, you know? Gary is pretty good defensively, but I mean his frame helps a lot. He's gonna he's gonna get caught one of these days, man. He already did by Kanata. Oh, I know, but I mean he's gonna like it actually slept. Yeah, for sure. Man, I was there for that, dude. That was how the world would be different now if if Song would have uh, put him out, but we'll never know. Not that different. I mean, Gary would still be Still be ranked. Gary probably. would not be top. Like you no, know, he he would not be top ten like he is right now. I, if Gary becomes champion, I might quit the podcast. I'll I'll hold you to that. I said I might. Okay. All right. All right. I Let's love talk, Jeff Neal though. Jeff uh, Neal. Uh, me too, man. Hands of steel. We'll see. We, we'll see what happens. I just the, his fight with Shopkai was just awesome. I'd have to say that. I. Yeah, Jeff Neal. I was hoping for more of that uh, type of fight in this. One. I just don't know. I just don't know about Jeff Neal anymore, man. Like the Luke knockout was awesome, but like besides that, he's had very few good moments in the last three years. Oh man! Real quick sidebar. Uh, shout out to Joaquin Buckley for uh, getting a matchup with Luke. That'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Oh, I cannot wait to take Buckley, bro. Cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a future endeavor though let's talk about costa whitaker let's do because, it because uh about 10 minutes ago you you told me that you agreed that damage is more important than control all right so here's the case for paulo costa i think whitaker took the third but round one costa wins even though it was close end of the fight or not end of the fight, end of the round spinning heel kick uh, to the temple wobbles Rob. If that round goes 10 seconds longer, it's done. No. Nope. Round two, Rob Whitaker left round two bleeding all over himself. Costa looked like he just got out of the pool, man. He's just having a nice swim. He's just, you know, doing all this and that, enjoying himself. Round three, Whitaker won. I agree. But the damage over the control of the fight in rounds one and two is why I think Paulo Costa won this fight. I I think you're crazy. I thought Rob won very easily. 
Uh, round three, I agree with Rob. I thought round two was the most lopsided round of the fight. I thought Rob won that round. I thought I thought Rob round one round. Like, one, well, two, how did he win? Like what? He was what? winning every striking exchange. Like that's kind of it. He was winning every striking exchange. Call- Paulo didn't do anything special in either round. I thought Paulo looked good. Honestly, I thought he fought very. Oh no, yeah, it was a this was a good fight. Like yeah, it was a really I wish, good. Fight. I honestly wish this was a five round fight. But... Yeah, I mean, if it was five rounds, I think Rob would have won rounds four and five. Two. Okay, anyway, but we'll, we'll that, never that, know. That's, that's Costa's, Costa's gone five strong before. He could do it. That that's also that's very true. Um, that doesn't matter. I thought Rob run won rounds two and three. Rounds one, number one. Yes, the spinning heel kick was the most significant strike of the fight for sure. Body kick. But if too. you if you watch the replay, Rob wobbles badly for like two seconds, and he gets up and starts swinging again. He looked he recovered so fast. People are acting like he was about to be out. He was he recovered really fast. He was swinging with Costa, dodging punches. I don't think it would have been over if that was in the middle of the, the middle of the round, honestly. And I thought Rob won the entire first round up until that point. So. I had this debate with like who I was watching with right afterwards, who won the first round and giving it to Costa. I don't disagree with, and I don't disagree with giving it to Rob either. I thought it's a, I think it's a 50, 50 round because Rob won a majority of it and Costa landed a pretty big strike. Didn't knock him down, wobbled him, invisibly wobbled him. But I don't think 30, 27 was a bad scorecard. I thought two and three were obviously for, for Rob. So do you think damage is more important than control? Yeah, I think damage is more important than control, but you can't you can't just look at the faces after the fight and be like, okay, he's more fucked up. The other guy won. Like you still have to watch the fight and see what happened. And I think Rob That's was true. landing the more significant strikes. Um he's more active. I thought Polo fought. I think really activity, I think activity is kind of more of like the activity for Whitaker was ultimately would probably won it for him. Like mm-hmm. if it, if it was if he was striking at the same rate as Costa, then maybe you know the damage over control makes more sense. I don't know. I'm just I'm biased as hell, and yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like here's another thing too. Like I I again damage over control for sure, but you also have to factor in that like some some guys wear it more than others. Like Rob's notorious for leaking, Look, looking fucked randomly. up. <laughs> yeah, like. Dude, in the in the till fight, he was fucked up and like he won that pretty easily. Yeah, and Costa's just a fucking meme, so he doesn't take damage. He's just a meme, bro. <laughs> Not a real person. Yeah. No, he did look good. I I'm just crying wolf. Like I, I didn't think it was a robbery by any means, but I just wanted to make my case for Costa. Um That's fine. I hope he fights again this year. That's Yeah, up? that's the thing. So in terms of both these fighters' future, Rob, I'm so happy he won. I'm he so can get that. He, he's bounced back. He's gonna get another title shot. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you never know, dude. You That's should fight amazing. Hamza. No, I think he should fight uh, Sean Strickland. He should fight Sean Strickland, and Costa should fight Cannonier. I would say Costa should fight Imanov. Or him. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with just Costa getting in the octagon again this year. But Costa looked really good, honestly, for how much he's been off. Costa needs to be more active, though. I want to. I want to see him in there, man. I know I he's so fun to watch. Like, yeah. and he's facing the best guys. Like, he needs maybe. I would love to see Costa except for, except uh, for Rockhold. Rockhold. 
Yeah, but I want him to see. I want him to face more guys like Rockhold. Like that's what I want to see Paul Costa do. Yeah, I, I'm off kind of that guy. Have a have Paulo and Big Mouth fight. Like fuck it. Yeah. Why not? I don't That'd know. That'd be we'll, sick. We'll see. Even though Big Mouth won seventy now, but who knows? Anyway, let's let's just let's just get through this. Um, you know, Volk. It was going well for Volk. Uh, I was watching with a buddy of mine and literally seconds before it happened literally like i'm not even joking i ran to uh go get something to eat or whatever real quick run the kitchen i'm like man you know walking back into the room you know i kind of like i kind of like how it's going so far for volk but i'm still extremely scared of the right hand and not even 10 seconds later volk is unconscious like serious bro like i I am responsible for this. <laughs> Fucking A, Slimmy. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Tapori is the new champ. I'm not surprised by the outcome. It was shocking. It was it was sick. Like, <laughs> But it sucked at the same time. Yeah, I was pretty sad. I can't lie. We can start with, I want to start with Volk just because, I mean, this is really the epitome of how devastating mma can be i mean he was the guy for there's, there's no happy ending like. man no happy endings not and even it's not Volk. even it's not even that this time it's just the fact that like he he's done like that's it his yeah. champ run is over i don't even think he should get a rematch honestly i don't i think... i think that's interesting i think he needs a year off man he needs a I, year off like i I wouldn't mind if he got a rematch, but like I don't want that. To, like I would much rather have him take time off and and have Taporia fight. I would love to see Taporia fight Yair if he wins this weekend. But bro, he should fight Holloway next. Yeah, Yair right. does not deserve a title shot after I... beating Ortega after getting rinsed by Volk. I know, but Holloway is already fighting like soon. He's fighting yeah. in like three weeks. I thought he fights is in that, April. Is that, three, is that 300? That's he fights 300, in April, yeah. yeah. Like I, He's fighting Justin Gaethje. I don't know how, how long it's going to be until Holloway's ready to, to fight for that, a belt again. That's valid. I just don't... I don't I, yeah, I don't think that yeah, yeah, year's resume deserves my title shot. That's neither here nor there, though. I Like, Volk... Josh Emmett? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, fuck it. Throw Josh Emmett in there again. <laughs> Vol, like, <laughs> Volk, Usman... Um, Woodley, like these guys are champion for so long, and then just like yeah. that, dude, it's over. It's crazy. Volks one and th- one and three is last four. That's crazy to think about, man. It happens so fast, and he he's got no. He, I don't want to say he has no chin anymore, but he's gotten knocked out brutally two uh, times in a row, man. Like it, that's you, so like, tough. You don't come back from that. Like uh-uh. I, I, I hate to say that. Like Aldo had kind of a run after he got. Uh, knocked out twice by Holloway, but he was a lot younger than Vol- Volk's 35, man. Yeah. Like, I think Aldo was like 30 when he got knocked out by McGregor. So I'm very. People, were, co- people were comparing this to that a lot. It's very similar in a lot of ways. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll admit that. It's the very same similar. weight class, same like, like knocking out a well established champion is. Yeah. More than well established, like Aldo was untouchable at the time. The only yeah, part like all time, different. like Hall yeah. of Fame guys, yeah. 
The only part that makes a difference is that Volk was coming off getting knocked out. It's very easy to say this in hindsight, but I don't think he should have taken the second Islam fight. Again, very easy to say that now. Yeah. But, I don't know, at least take more time off after that fight. It just... It's uh, so, I dude, don't he know, man. Like four, he fought like four times this year. Volk said he took the Islam fight because when he wasn't training, he was just boozing every day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like to hear that. Yeah, exactly, dude. So maybe he should keep fighting so he doesn't start doing that? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Well, but in terms of in terms of Taporia, dude, I think he's gonna be champion for a long time. He has the chance to be a star with like the Spain and Georgia stuff. Yeah, and obviously the highlights. So yeah, I don't he's hate Taporia. Like I like Taporia. No, I do too. I, I'm a fan. I'm a I'm a fan of Taporia. Like I'm, I just liked Volk way more. Like that's he, that's he, it. He could be a champion that finishes everybody, which is sick. Yeah. No, There's I'm gonna be not many champs like that. He's proven that he is. He's that he's that deal for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah, most stars next. Diego Lopez deserves a shot before Mozart. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Dan Ige, anyone? No, I'm just kidding, dude. Yeah, dude, Tapori is really fucking good, man. He's really fucking good. Korean Zombie that... out of retirement to fight Taporia? <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> you know, Koreans, dude, he would kill Korean Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> all right that let's... that dude that right hand is fucking scary though yeah. my I, god yeah, it's 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 haunting me um all right let's hop on a new one let's talk about some some mexico yep fuck That's all right thing. back on the other side ready to talk about some ufc fight night Moreno versus Roy Val 2 live from Mexico City. It's been a while since they've been in Mexico. Uh, I'm expecting the crowd to be ridiculous, especially with the number of Mexicans fighting on this card. You know my... uh, I have a a love for the Mexican people, the Mexican UFC fighters, Mexican beer, everything. So I'm going to be enjoying it. Uh, It's a late start, I believe. It's uh, 6 p.m. Central for the prelims. The normal start. That's no, that's later than a pay per view. No, the main, the main car starts at seven, or seven Pacific. Hold on, what? Yeah, there's a prelim start at seven Eastern, so that's six. That's six Central. So that means the main card, I think. Oh yeah, wait, what? Yeah, it's that is normal time. You're right. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Wait. I misread. I misread that somewhere. Then okay, my bad. My bad. Anyway, still, still excited for it. Still gonna be enjoying some Adelos for this one. But you got the odds. We got the fights pulled up. Let's fucking let's do this shit. So first fight, Muhammad Naimov and Eric Silva, who is most famous for getting finished by TJ Brown in front of the boxed up gang. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Naimov is the biggest favorite on the card. Also, I will say we make fun of this, we make fun of Bridger a lot for this, but there's been a lot of major line movement with some of these fights. It's pretty crazy. Really? Okay. And this is one of them. Naimov is minus five seventy five. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it was like minus three hundred the other day. Like it yeah, wasn't... it changed. A, it changed a lot. And Eric Silva's plus four twenty five. I, I don't know what you really want me to say here. Naimov obviously expected to win. But I will be betting on Eric Silva to submit him, one hundred percent. 
That that's a crazy line. Yeah. Okay. This dude, where's he from? Because this is the time. This is one of the dudes where Bridger said they were like Romanian or something. Oh yeah. He and he's they're from Tajikistan. Mm. So uh, let's see. He beat Jamie Malarkey. Oh, this is the dude that beat Nathaniel Wood. Okay. I remember. I him, yeah. remember this guy now. Oh man. This, I hope this dude loses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Eric Silva by submission, bro. I don't know. Eric Silva is mean, like bad too, bro. Eric Silva is pretty bad, but if you look at how many submissions he has, like it's so tasty. Oh, hold on, my fuck, my thing's being slow. Give me a sec. He did look pretty terrible against TJ Brown. He was not that great. No, yeah, he got finished by downtown TJ Brown, my dude. That was not a good look. <laughs> Give me Eric Silva, bro. What a, what a way it would be to start the card off by an Eric Silva submission. <laughs> I love the under two and a half is great too. That's underlay for sure. All right. I, I might have to stop sharing. All right. We might have to raw dog this until I figure out. Yeah, that's fine. All right. You, you're responsible for the the order here. You lead the way. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Give me Eric Silva. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Next up, we have Felipe Dos Santos against Victor Altamirado. So Santos minus 300 and Altamirado's plus 240. What are your thoughts on that one? I mean, Mexi- first Mexican fighter of the night. Altamirado? Yeah. He's pretty bad, though. I mean, he's got two wins in the UFC. One of them was just a brutal fight, though. That Salvador fight, yeah, yeah, that fight was brutal. I mean, Salvador would have won if he like cared at all. Lost I mean, I, I don't, I don't, ha- I don't have any strong takes here, honestly. I expect Dos Santos to win, but I don't have any. I don't really like. So this is the of- dude who was. Okay, I I don't really know this guy. I'm looking at it now. Okay, okay, he fought Manel Cop. That's right. We'll see what happens. I don't fucking know, but give me Altamirano yeah. as the first Mexican of the night. I think that's a principle. That fight's whatever. Um, Louis Rodriguez, minus 120. Dennis Bondar, plus 100. My thing here is I think Bondar sucks. And I don't know much about Louis Rodriguez. It's his USC debut, I believe. I think I'm going to bet on him because I think Bondar is terrible, honestly. And he's also Mexican, so that's also great. To side I might that. just be tailing all of the Mexican fighters, dude. Like, <laughs> I that's... Mean, dude, Bondar is terrible. So is he the dude that got slammed on his face and they yeah, called it like, yeah. like okay yeah 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 give me Luis man pick him odds home crowd easy let's fucking do it we're moving all right oh, um, yes Faris Ziam minus two hundred against Claudio Puelas plus one sixty five this fight's interesting to me um I don't think Ziam's that good he's good enough to win against Jai Herbert. And some other folks in the UFC. Yeah. But Claudio Puelas, you're basically betting on him getting a knee bar. Or not. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. That's crazy. Crazy. You really want crazy. to do here. It, it's a weird, I don't know. Like, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Zium probably wins, but. What what are the odds again? Sorry, one more time. Uh, Zium minus 200, Puelas plus 165. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised you're not just all over the Puelas sub. That's like <laughs> right. That's your mo. Uh, 
Huh, you're not wrong, but there's something about banking on a specific submission that's so hard to get, like a knee bar. I mean, go, if it go goes to, his... to the ground, you know, like I'm sure he can do more than just that. Like the problem with the hooker fight is like he's nowhere near Dan Hooker's like ability everywhere else to get it to that position. That's but like point. if Ziam like is trying to clinch him and he gets tripped, like maybe falls into did, a guillotine. Uh, oh, the wings. Uh Ziam did get submitted by Terrence Pakitty. I mean, that's that's something right there. That is something. Oh man, you're kind of you're kind of turning me right now. And and so one of the things about this card is it's at elevation, and we we've seen many times this, that cars at elevation, people gas. It's a lot of light weight classes on this card, but I feel like if you're traveling more and like you have to cut weight, and then the elevation, I don't know, maybe maybe the uh, the closer proximity, like South America, Mexican fighters are gonna have success. I don't know. So ZM's travel from France is gonna hurt him. Could. Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't know. I what, mean, you're, you, how you, long you, do they how long before the fight do you think they get there? I mean, like it depends week? on the camp. Usually yeah, a week, right. if not probably. more. So, some like... guys, like the wealthy UFC fighters, they uh they like buy prop they like have an airbnb for a month there beforehand i know uh, i know like i know poria does shit like that i see i uh, anyway anyway you've kind of convinced me you've kind of convinced me to put on Puelas. i think Puelas is very capable of he's plus 350 to get a submission here i mean come on that's the value yeah yeah it is you're right all right the legend of the I, I got this pulled up now so we're good but the legend okay. of the edgar kairas shirez and the daniel Serta fight lives on once again, scheduled. Yeah. Uh, Cherez, I think he's a bigger favorite than he was last time. Minus 485, Lacerda plus 370. Under one and a half, minus 200, of course. I will be betting on Daniel Lacerda, and I'll be putting this in the underlay. There's no question about it. Lacerda is so due to win a fight. Oh, this is <laughs> this is like the boxed-up Super Bowl. Yeah. I This, this fight matters. Yeah, I'm I'm betting on Lacerda, dude. It's gonna be fucking glorious when he wins. Let's go. I love that. It's gonna silence the crowd. Dude, oh my god. I I'm genuinely excited for this fight, and it's just for all the boxed up reasons. It's lovely. Well, are you are you gonna bet on him? I might. You could I I mean, why not? Let's have some fun. Think about if you win, you didn't have that ticket. Yeah, I think that's more of it. You guys, I would be, I would feel left out. <laughs> yeah. Fear yeah. of missing out is is just wasting my money, but let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. That's real. All right. Jesus Aguilar versus Matus Mendonca. I'm pretty confident about this one. Mendonca okay. minus 125, Aguilar plus one, 105. Under two and a half, minus one fifty will be in the underlay. Okay. I love I love Aguilar here. I love Aguilar. I let's go. Don't think Mendocia is very dangerous. We just saw him got finished pretty brutally. I'm knocked out cold. Oh yeah. He did. Two losses in a row. No wins really stick out to you. Aguilar is a submission Ooh. threat. He also has knockout power. We saw in his last fight. And he's at he's at home. Him oh man, I love this. Three. I love this. What? 
I love where you're going with this. Yeah, but I like I like I love that you love it. I give me Jesus Santos Aguilar. I'm getting him by sub plus three fifty two. There's gonna be a subway, by the way. We're so back. <laughs> I'm so glad that this is not an Apex fight night. Like I'm just excited for the vibes. It's always great. Like I'm so sick of those. The crowd is just so much better. I mean, you convinced me on Aguilar. I didn't really have a strong take on this fight, but you said it all. I'm in. Hey, I'm on the train. Fuck yeah. Hey, Zeus, baby. All right, bantamweight. Christian Quinones taking on Barcelos. Yep, yep. Barcelos minus 175 and Quinones plus 145. What are your, what are your thoughts here? I don't have many strong ones. I mean, it's crazy that Barcelos is that big a favorite. Uh, winning one of his last five fights, but I mean, you look, crazy. you look at who he faced, and he he just can't seem to get over that hump of like good but not great in mm-hmm. the division, and like being a bantamweight, like he gets stuck facing those middle guys who are either gonna move up or like he's gonna move up over, and he just hasn't beaten those guys. So it depends on how you feel about Quinones. Do you think he is like in the middle of that? Bantamweight pack just outside the rankings. I don't, so I expect Barcelos to win. I kind of expect Barcelos to win too. The last his last fight was pretty alarming. He got ran through by Ho Kang. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm picking Barcelos here. I don't. Yeah, have too like, much. The, I don't care about the record. Like I don't, like he got knocked pretty bad by Umar, but he's facing you know great to even maybe elite talent like it with Umar. So. Above Quinones, average talent. Above average talent, absolutely. And like Quinones is maybe below average. Like we we haven't seen that much of him, but in his last fight, he did not look up to it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is crazy. You're right about him being that big of a favorite, being one in four. I don't care who the, those are against. Right. Like, like you're still he's still losing fights. It's rare. Um, okay, I'm excited about this next one. Lightweight. Chris Duncan uh from Scotland coming in to take on M. Torres in one, baby. Yeah, we love him, Torres in one. You're so, locked. yeah. So this is this is the probably the biggest example of line movement. Oh, this everyone's was, betting Torres. This, yeah, this is probably a pick'em at the start of the week, and M Torres is all the way up to minus one ninety two. Oh, I missed out on it. And Chris Fuck. Duncan's plus one sixty. It oh. honestly, I want nothing more than an M Torres in one knockout in front of the Mexican crowd, but. That scares me that everyone is betting on him. That's dude. Insane. I'm not surprised though. That tells me that like mind, like people are putting big money on this guy because they're confident in him. Like I, my first thought when I saw it was a pick him last week. He's a lock, man. Like I, yeah. I am also like for context, not a fan at all of Chris Duncan. So take that into consideration when you hear me say that. But I. I think it's M Torres, baby. I do too, but I mean, if you're a betting man, I wouldn't blame you for betting on Chris Duncan here. Cause he, he's it, it, he's it, capable of a win. Like he's yeah, like what like he, he's a great wrestler. We haven't seen much of that, but he knows a great wrestler. And the argument against M Torres is that like, yeah, he has two spectacular knockouts in the UFC, but we haven't really seen much after that. Like it's mm-hmm. we don't have like what happens after the first round with him. And what's maybe, crazy? Maybe we'll is find out. The under one and a half is minus two ten too. So, I think I have the underlay. I'm not going to lie. 
That's interesting. I mean, Chris Duncan also has been chinned a little bit before, so keep been knocked out by Schlaba Claus. All right. I want to hear about Sam Page. <laughs> Sam Hughes is back. The return of Sam Hughes. We love Sam Hughes. Yes. She's she's taking on Yasmin, who is one of my faves, one of our faves. But she's coming off a very fast, very uh, quick knockout. What you got? Yeah, what you I got? fucking love. I fucking love Sam Hughes, man. They're giving me her at plus four twenty five, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dylan. I'm sorry, but there's no way. I will preface this. I'll start. Uh, I'll start my uh, case for Sam Hughes by saying I will be picking Yasmin in the Survivor. <laughs> As an emotional <laughs> and financial hedge. So what you're about to say is strictly satire. Um, no. Okay. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, I'm picking as you for the for the for the survivor. I, I have first pick this week. That's my pick. Um yeah, she's minus five seventy five. Talk for the biggest favor on the card. But Sam Hughes, if she can just if if the longer the fight goes, the stronger the stronger she gets. If she can just get, we, we all know, we all know what yeah, she can do. We all know the Sam Hughes experience, bro. If 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 Sam Houston just get her on the ground in oh, rounds dude. two or three, take her to the swamp. That would be unreal. Dude, I would Sam, be if Sam used to go to the swamp. I would be ecstatic, dude. I would, I would, that would. I mean, I'm gonna I, bet on her, obviously. Um, I but, think we're gonna get closer to the uh, Loopy versus Elise Reed fight. Um, I think that's gonna be more the way this goes. And guess you finished the least read. Sam Hughes, baby. <laughs> Sam Hughes is three and one in her last four, bro. She's a dog, man. She's Sam Page for a reason. Yeah, she's a fucking dog. She's a dog. Yasmin's yeah, also a dog. I'm sorry. I can't I can't go all in on Sam Hughes with you, but I love no, the I, Trust me, I get it. I love the uh, I love the enthusiasm. Um, looking forward to that one. We had we saw the Neil Maggie swamp two weeks ago. We're gonna see the Sam Hughes. The Sam swamp. Hughes swamp. It's amazing. Yeah. Take her to the fucking swamp, Sam Hughes. Let's go. All right, young young man. I get, I get so fired up watching Sam Hughes fight, bro. It fucking fires me up. That's man. true. That's truly inspirational. Yeah. Let's box up. Yeah. Um, I, I all get right. Fucking fired up. The return of the young man Raul Rosas Jr. and he's fighting Ricky Tercios. Hmm. Yeah. What's the um, line? Rosas is minus 220. Ricky Turgeon is plus 180. Fade Ricky. Dude. I think it's fade both these guys. Uh, honestly. It could I mean, be, man. It really feels like there's no way that Rosas would lose in front of this crowd. But... Oh, that Ricky, would be terrible. That would suck. Ricky Turgeon is a hard guy to finish. I think he sucks. But, he is like he doesn't get finished very often. Like, you're right about that for sure. Yeah, he, he's got a chin. He, he's able to hang on the ground. I could totally see Rosas not being able to finish him in round one, and Ricky wins two and three. I could totally see that. I hate Ricky's to admit a very, it, but you're right. Ricky's a very awkward fighter. He's hard Raul's to take. Like down. nineteen. Yeah, Raul's nineteen. It's a huge moment. I don't know. I don't think. I'm not gonna bet on Raul Rosas whatsoever. I don't hate that at all. 
Like, I may bet on I may bet on Ricky Tercios, but I think that's also a terrible I, idea. See, I don't think I like I I'm probably not touching this one because I'm very strongly like never gonna bet on Ricky Tercios. So yeah, like yeah, but it's mainly because I don't like him. Like he is he has won two UFC fights. But he just is not like the last fight. Fun. Like he won, but I like actively wanted him to lose afterwards because it was just yeah. like. He's not fun. Like, bro, just get out of here. Like, it's not like congrats on winning tough, but I'm not I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. I'm over it. I've never been a fan. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. I'm not. I mean, honestly, I think Raul either steam rounds have been round one or Ricky wins a decision, honestly. I can see it. All right. Next up, Daniel Zellubur taking on Francisco Prado. What's the line here? Yeah, so I saw Zill Huber in person last time he fought. He's minus 270, Prado plus 220. Prado has some finishing ability. He's finished a lot of cans. Lost, lost to Jamie Malarkey. Yeah. My prediction here is Zell Huber decision, honestly. That's that's what I got. Zell Huber, Zell Huber very solid. I need to see I want to see something from Zell Huber. Like he showed something uh at at the yeah. uh, September card, I want to see him build off that. I would I would love that because I think he could be really good. I I do too. Uh, my official prediction is El Huber decision, but that'd be cool if he did something else crazy like that. He had an anaconda choke last time. Hit my submissions plus five hundred. So keep that in mind. All you Prado lost there. to lost to Jamie Malarkey. Yeah, that you can't. Yeah, you can't back that. That's that's terrible. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's talk about this co-main five round co-main. A rematch, uh, Yair and Brian Ortega, who is less active than Paulo Costa. Yeah, this is a really tricky fight to analyze. Yair is minus 155, Ortega's plus 130. Uh, it's so many things concern me with each of these fighters. I think the line's crazy. I don't think Ortega should be that big of a dog, but I mean, also, Yair, like. What has he really shown us since he's come back after that long layoff? He fought around with Ortega, and Ortega got hurt. He looked great against Josh Emmett and submitted him, and then he got fucking steamrolled by Volk. I just yeah, don't think even was... even farther back he he lost to Holloway too. Yeah, I think it's very comfortable to say that, that he is past his prime. Ortega I don't know, has man. all the skills, but he his inactivity scares me, man. He hasn't won. Since I was going to your house on Hilliard and watching fights that that year, he that was, was yeah, year. that's crazy. <laughs> we were hanging out every week and drinking Modelo's, and he was beating the Korean zombie, and that was the last Simpler time times. we fight. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's crazy. Like think of how long ago was that that was. I, it's just it feels it's something goes me the wrong way about betting on him after that long layoff i probably will do it just because plus money i love t-city not the biggest yeah your guy so yeah i don't know it's a tough one to analyze though dude okay i i don't know why but i feel strongly about this fight and it scares Ooh. me it scares me to my core oh so i like both these guys i talk highly of them i mean i don't talk about ortega at all because he never fights but Every time he gets brought up, I, I like him. I like both these guys. Yair, you asked like what he's shown since his layoff. 
Dude, we've only sorry. Sorry, Bro, okay. you. We've no, only ahead, since the podcast has started, we've only uh, talked about one Ortega fight, and it was against that year, right? No, we talked. We definitely talked about Volk Ortega. Did we? I think so. I, I think you're right. Actually, I think we did. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Anyway, so but when I'm thinking about what Yair has shown, I'm seeing a. Competitive fight with Holloway, um, where he like had moments where he looked really good. I'm seeing the fight against Emmett, where you just said like he was on fire that night. Um, got a submission off his back to win a belt. Like say what you want about him fighting for an interim belt at that time, but like he won it. Um, and then I'm also seeing the round, not even a round with Ortega, where he was winning. On the feet. Like, I think Yair is going to come out and just kick the shit out of Brian Ortega's, like, body and legs. And even if it goes to the ground, obviously, we all know Ortega's so good at jujitsu. Yair's really good, too, man. Like, he's crafty down there. Like, he fucking beat Ortega because he snapped his arm in a submission last time. Mm -hmm. Like, say fluke or not, but he, he snapped it with a submission. Like, that's... I think Yair is going to win this fight. Yeah. And like, so I think Eric sent the tweet, Chapa sent the tweet about comparing this fight to Mackenzie Dern and Lemos. I think that's a pretty decent comparison, except I don't think Yair is like fights with low IQ like Lemos does. But like, I see the similarities there in their styles and just like the way this fight could, could play out. How much does Ortega's layoff scare you? I mean, a lot, dude, because he had a long layoff uh, for the first Yair fight, and he fought not even a round. He didn't look good, and then he had to have shoulder surgery. Like, that's yeah. not good. Like, I, and he, we all know he gets his ass kicked on the feet very frequently. I think Yair's gonna, that, that left kick's just gonna get going. And he's just yeah. gonna be creative on the feet and do damage and, I think he's going to finish Brian Ortega. And I love Ortega. You know this about me. But I yeah. think Yair at minus 155 is... Like, I hope that goes down a little bit. Because I, I might straight bet that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what you just said makes a lot of sense. I think part of me is just trying to hang on to Brian Ortega when he was in his glory days. I know. I I know, I know it's what hard, he can man. Do. Yeah. Like, I know what he can do. And it's, it's tough not to bet on him. Seeing him at plus 130, I might still do it. But you are making a lot of sense. And it's just the thing I can't get out of my head is the layoff. I already mentioned it, but it really, it's just so much time off. Since he got absolutely pummeled by Volk, he, yeah. which was in 2021. Yeah. He, that was before we went to our first UFC event. That was so long. Long ass time ago. Yeah. And since then, he's fought one round. And, and then had shoulder surgery, bro. Yeah. Again, like I was saying, yeah. it's a lot of things. Broke up with Tracy Cortez, dude. Yeah, he broke up with Tracy. That's what's gonna lose this for him. <laughs> Fucking last time he fought, they had Tracy on the pro on like the promos, man. Like they were in love. But like to to counter that too, like on the other side for Yair, like since that long layoff, he's been active for three years now. So two years, whatever it is. But like he's fighting he's had four fights, yeah. 
So I don't know. I, I think Yair is going to get it done. You're, you're making a lot of sense right now. I, 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 that's what I. That's why I said I was fucking scared about it. Because yeah. it's like it feels so like easy, but I love Ortega so much, so I don't. I want to go against it, but I, I just can't. It kind Fox. of yeah. I, I I can see it. Like I can see it. Is what what you're saying? It's a very. I almost I almost don't think I'll bet on this because I really don't. I I still feel when you have a guy in a year that you don't really know what to expect from him every time. Like he looked like shit against Volk. Even though Volk's really good, he looked terrible. Looked mm-hmm. amazing against Josh Emmett. Against Josh Emmett, he looked like he could beat anybody in the world. And then like you don't know what's going to happen. What he throws very weird shit. You don't know what he's going to do in there. How he's going to look. And then you have an Ortega who who the fuck knows how he's going to look. Yeah, you know I mean? like it's yeah, it's weird. Five rounds too is interesting. I don't think it makes it to the decision. I think there's a finish here. I, I could see it. All right, let's I, talk I, about I could... let's let's talk about main event. All right, because Assassin Baby Moreno is back, um, taking on Brandon Royval, who just fought for a belt. Yep, it was supposed to be Al Amir Al Zabi, but. I don't know what happened to him, but he's he 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 got cut out. So now Roy Val stepping in. What what do we got for the line? Brando minus two ninety. Roy Val plus two thirty five. I know we're gonna disagree here, but give me fucking Brandon Roy Val. Give me raw dog. It's a huge number. I don't think this should be that big of a number. Plus two thirty five. They fought once, and I mean Brando knocked him out, but it's because Roy Val's uh, arm snapped weirdly, and he got hurt. Raval has been really good recently. He got outclassed by Pantoja, but in a sense, so did Moreno. Not as much, but I thought Moreno clearly lost to Pantoja. Raval, has, I think he has more finishing threat, even though Moreno is very hard to finish. And yeah, give me Raval. I j- purely based off value. I think yeah, Moreno is very good, obviously, but plus two thirty five for a guy like Raval who could he he's live to find a yeah, finish for, for sure. sure. I, uh, mine is quick. Um, you know, I love Brandon Moreno. Like, I'm excited to hear the crowd pop for him. Yeah. I think him, is this like the first ever flyweight main event? No. I mean, but like in a long time, at least, I guess. Because usually, like, did Figgy and him not? I mean, they're uh, Figgy and Moreno's first fight was in the apex a fight night main event covid that apex was, though like yeah that was covid apex but i think their next three were not the main event yeah i think it's been co-main every time and same yeah. with pantoja's fight so like I f- this is rare um it's also a fight night but yes well that's what i mean like even for a fight night they usually put fucking terrible middleweights in there <laughs> In, yeah. They put fucking Roman Delite instead of like good fighters like Brandon Roy Val. This card's gonna be fun because it's like it's gonna be a very fast paced. Yes, like, this you, is gonna be sick. Like I'm so hyped for this. Yeah, crowd crowd pop for Moreno should be good. Um, he's my survivor pick. I believe I have the second pick. I'm taking wow. Moreno. Wow. I think Pantoja. Like the way that he beat Roy Val is the exact same type of blueprint that's going to happen. There's just levels to this. Moreno and Pantoja are on that elite level. I don't think Roy Val is quite there. 
I do agree that he is super dangerous and definitely live here, especially at that number. Like, I get why you like that. But I just – I don't see Brandon Moreno losing this fight. He's my survivor pick. Like, I, I think he's just going to dominate, win a decision for five rounds because we've seen him – we've seen him beat the very best and look – like, that fight against Pantoja, like, he's still – I don't know. Roy Val didn't do shit against Pantoja, I guess is what yeah, I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Like Moreno had moments for sure. Yeah, and like Moreno can do everything too. Like I think No, I, I could be the biggest dumbass on planet Earth for betting on Roy Val because this is kind of a blueprint play that he's Moreno like a he's like a star in Mexico. Like this yeah. is and this like if he was fighting Albazi, like honestly, I would be a little bit more worried. But I feel like short notice Roy Val, we just saw him get dominated by like Pantoja, who I think is very similar to Moreno in ways, um, in terms of like just their their skills. But give me Moreno. No, I, I there's nothing wrong with that. I again plus two thirty five. I think it's very high for fighters. That I think are very close in skill. And yeah, Moreno, the crowd pop. Like you're talking about it. I mean, it's like Patty in England. It's like Aspinall in England. Yeah, it's like fucking. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be for every fight, too. Like, that's the crazy thing. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's going to just keep. No, I think we have this discussion louder. a lot, but like for like when cards are in certain places, but you want to back Mexico here. We're backing Mexico. Yes, we are 100%. backing Mexico. 100%. No, this is, it's going to be a very Mexico heavy. I almost made like a massive parlay of Mexican fighters um, and see what happens. But yeah, I'm excited. You gotta get some Modelos uh, for Saturday night. One hundred percent. Do you right. uh, want the underlay? It's very rare. I have it ready. This early. Let, let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak into existence here. All right. Plus five twenty. Card opens with Eric Silva either either getting a submission or getting his head chopped off by Nymoff. Okay. Under two and a half. Minus one fifty. Bold. Get it going. The first fight. Next, Lacerda. Every yeah. single one of his fights except for one have gone under <laughs> round and a half. It's going to continue the trend here. Under one and a half and Lacerda, Charez, minus 195. Immediately after that, Aguilar, Menosenda, under two and a half, minus 150. Aguilar, submission threat, knockout Interesting. Threat. I didn't Menosita. expect that one. Menosita has also been finished and had knockouts himself multiple times. We're doing okay. that. All right. And then... We're gonna have Quinones Barcelos, and after that is M Torres in one to knocking to out Chris Duncan wow. to hit the underlay under one and a half rounds. There, wow, that will be that will be more than electric. Yeah, that's the underlay. It's gonna hit. I love it. I love it. Good shit. Uh, looking forward to this. I mean, we'll be fucking back next week. Yeah, and uh, I. Have wait, so I'm take the survivor pick real quick. The survivor, um, so I picked uh, Yasmin, you picked Moreno, it's Bridger's pick. Should I call him right now and so we could say live on air who he, yes, yes, wants? Yeah, I'll I'll call him real quick because I feel like he's gonna pick Nymoff. He definitely is, he's a bitch. All right, he's this great, poor Charlie. I feel bad. What's up, bro? Yo, hey, I'm recording boxed up right now with Slimmy, and we're still on air. 
Um, okay. But we need you real quick. So for the survivor, I picked Yasmin and he picked Brendan Moreno. Do you have your your pick live to uh, say on, on the pod? Uh, um, dude, this is really brutal. I'm not gonna lie. You don't have to say it now. No pressure, but you have five minutes until the stream ends. Wait, am I just like part of the pod? Now? Yeah, you were no, like, we're, like we're, we're we're done with everything, but we're still recording. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Um, here, let me let me. So here, I'll take you through what I'm thinking. So right now, how about that? Okay. So, um, there's a couple obvious big favorites in Naimov and Chirez. But I kind of want to fade both of them. They're both. I'm betting against both of those fighters. Exactly. And I, but I feel pretty dumb. I feel kind of dumb if I didn't bet one of them. And like I pick like a minus two fifty guy and they lose. You know. And that's kind of my dilemma right now. Um, M Torres. One of those two, Felipe dos Santos. I'm kind of thinking about. But I'll probably. I'm gonna go with Naimov. Is that official? I'm gonna go with Naimov. Okay. Bridger's got nine off. Awesome. I'll, I'll I'll lock it in and I'll uh I'll send the send the screenshot. What was your, wait, um did you guys have any uh any interesting opinions out there or something? Um not you really. You have to listen, I mean, bro. Yeah, you you'll you have to listen. I mean, my I mean there will be a sublay. I have the underlay already. Uh and Eric Silva by submission is 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 the god bet of the weekend. <laughs> Okay, okay, I respect it. Yeah, yeah. Um, here on the on the pod, just throw in that I love Dennis Bondar, the boy. Oh, uh, I was talking about how I hate Dennis Bondar. Bro, I'm pretty sure this other guy, Dennis Bondar, is finding it's an absolute can, and he's just fighting because he's like Mexican. Bondar's a can, dude. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah he is. That's gonna be a can off. That's the that's the slot best of the week. The honorary <laughs> slot best of the week. That's oh awesome. man, that's actually hella funny. <laughs> that's funny. I appreciate you calling though. Yeah, um, of course. And I love yeah, I'll go Nymov, but I'm not too excited about it. You can you can let somebody know that too. Okay. Will loud do. Loud and clear, loud and clear. Thanks, brother. All right, see you, buddy. All right. Yeah, that's much. amazing. We got Bridger on. Yeah. He he's got he's on Nymov. He's on Nymov. You called it. I will say all even though this sounds dumb so I'm betting on Roy Val, but I'll be surprised if these all don't win. I feel pretty confident in all of our picks. We'll, we'll move on back to the Apex next week. I and hope. Sam Hughes, Sam Hughes takes her to the swamp. <laughs> Could happen, man. Could happen. All right, man. I will be in touch. Yes, sir. Uh, have, have a good weekend. Yes, sir. You too. Till next time. See ya. Peace.